You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review's Daily Edition Radio Formula. We have a lovely start to the week with many musical releases that have brightened up a rainy day here or in Leicester, where I presume it might be raining a lot at this time of the year. I mean, if I had to place bets on random geographical points like affirming there is rainfall in somewhere like Krakow right now, I'd have a 50% chance of winning. A seasoned gambler might agree with me or not. I'm not a card player or a mathematical strategist. What the hell do I know about the betting game? Ben, Ben Cardew is in the house. Hello. If you need to bet on somewhere where it's raining, Manchester is your bet. It's one of the rainiest cities in the world because it's kind of surrounded by mountain, well, hills, and they kind of, like, they, for some geographical reason, that means it rains a lot. The clouds kind of go over and uh, the hills disrupt it and the rain falls or something like that. It rains a lot in Manchester. It's not called the rainy city for nothing. I know. Do you think it that, that affects the price of rent? Is it cheap to live in Manchester? Uh, cheaper than London. It's not cheap, cheap. But what they say is that like a lot of good music, I've said this before, a lot of good music comes from there because people are just like, I can't go outside, I'll stick in my garage, you know, making... Is Manchester the Barcelona of England? Uh, in the sense of like, like you you would go to, like Madrid is the capital where you might have more job opportunities if you're a young person, Would and Barcelona kind of comes second or maybe first, I don't know. <laughs> well, do you know they call, um, I think they call Barcelona el Manchester Catalan. <laughs> No, honestly, honestly. Because also the football team as well, isn't it? There's that kind of... Textile industry, background textile industry, and also like very, very independent second cities, um, local capitals. No, there's there's loads and loads of things. Football mad, music mad. No, yeah. The, 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 the weather in Manchester is god-awful. It really is god-awful. And here it's like one of the sunniest places in the world, so yeah. it's like we cannot compare. You cannot compare Barcelona to anywhere in the world. Anyway, um, we have a lovely rack of freshly, freshly breaked crumpets, musical crumpets, I mean. Don't get excited, Ben. I'm only being metaphorical <laughs> for the sake of the radio. A bit of poetry might go down with your toast, as well as the latest from wonky, ravey vibes turned transcendental new ager supreme. Mr. James Holden is back with a new album on the way. His first in four years, we have liftoff. Thank you. 
That was Contains Multitudes from Border Communities Chief James Holden returning to the danciest he's been in a while since he evolved beyond the festival dance floors and clubs into the wilderness, gazing up in the stars, up at the stars and forming lines of communication with higher spirits. He's been doing formidable work making transcendental psychedelic music with the animal spirits uh, with uh, Malim Mahmoud Gunia or Polish jazz musicians led by uh, Waklaw Zimpel. I don't know if I pronounced Waklaw right. Is that how you... You've you've got experience with Polish, haven't you? Well, I've been to Poland, but like I, I, I that's about it, really. I know I know some Polish people. Because is it because Waklaw, right? That's how it's written, like how an English would pronounce it, but it might be Wutzlaw. <laughs> I've got to say, my Pol- Polish friend of mine, uh, the first time I ever tried to say her surname, she just laughed at me. She absolutely laughed. You know how you get to know someone through someone else and you only know their first name. Yes. And then you sort of maybe you see their second name written down, right? You know, their email or something yeah. like that. And then one day there kind of comes a time where you've got to pronounce it and you're just like, oh my God, I've literally, yeah, I've known you for years and I've literally got no idea. And I got it so wrong. I know. So wrong. I guess they, they have patience with any non-Polish people pronouncing. Anyway, Vaclaw Simple, uh, he, with, with James Holden released a marvellous uh, EP with Vaclaw Simple, worthy of close attention. Um, now, if what, what did you think of this track, James Holden? Loved it. Uh, that that um, Animal Spirits album was so good. I listened yeah. to that absolutely loads. And I really like James Holden. He's got sort of um, started off all trancey, then basically did what on earth he likes. Um, and that one sort of, as you say, transcendent, very, a, a nice midpoint between his weirder stuff and his dancey stuff. Really, yeah. really good. Like just, what was it, eight minutes or something like that? Yeah, and you yeah. just sit back and like, oh, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, and I love how a lot of the EPs he's been releasing uh, have been like live recordings and they've done it in like one take and it's like the first take, they'll put it out or the third take. He's been working closely with with uh, experimental jazz musicians and he's been recording in places like Made of Vale Studios. Uh, I mean, for me, the same, the holy trinity of these kind of wonky electronic British producers are Fortet, uh, James Holden, Floating Points. They're the, they're the sort of, and I will allow Caribou, even though he's not British, but you know he's always. I know, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, when yeah. the four of them get together and they put on a night and stuff, and you know, you can expect you know the dance floor to turn into something a little bit extra. I don't know. What I find quite weird, I was talking uh, with someone about this at the weekend. It's like Fortet does that. And then he also does lots of DJ gigs with Skrillex and Fred again. Yeah. And I, I guess it's just because he likes them. And he's like, yeah. well, all right, why, why not? But it does seem kind of a slightly strange combination. I know. it's be- Because he's so constant, Kieran Hebden, you know, with Fortet, he, he can allow himself to do this because he's always like very active hosting yeah. his... Yeah. I, I love how he'll host club nights. He'll only like let people know the day before. He'll take Brixton Academy, play in the dark, you know, or and stuff. And he'll fill it because people are very loyal because they know they're going to be getting a, a high dose of quality. And but he puts tickets at like... Five pounds or something like yeah. that, which is amazing as well, you know, given how much he could charge. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Exactly. You know, he's, he's, he's a man of the people. Um, now, let's listen to a new cut from uh, an artist who's also been away for a long time, uh, considering, you know, how, how massive he became. Uh, and he, I think he wants to put his name alongside James Holden's when it comes to contemporary Cosmish music, at least judging from this latest single. Uh, this is the latest song from M83. Adventure. 
that was the new song from M83, uh, predecessor to the new album Fantasy, which will be out March 17th. Uh, about this song, uh, Anthony Gonzalez said he wanted to create a sense of friendship. Listening to this song, he imagines people running, driving fast, or riding spaceships together. It's this sense of going forward like a magic portion potion that you take to discover new worlds uh it will be his ninth studio album and um uh it, he's already confirmed he will be performing at a spanish festival in bilbao in the summer uh not ours i'm afraid uh he became such a big name didn't he m83 with yeah it was weird it's like suddenly there was this moment for electro shoegazing and suddenly like he was massive in 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 the states and i think on like lots of teen dramas and things like that yeah. you know like it's weird. I've been I've been um, watching Euphoria and some of the music they play. You're like, oh, you can't believe you're playing that. Yeah, not not M83 as far as I know, but they played Mazzy Star last night. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, but yeah. The, a lot of that sort of what did, what do they call it the that the the 80s synth sound um, vaporwave, uh, all that kind of vaporwavey stuff that was very fashionable. What ten years ago? Remember the Drive soundtrack. Yeah. Um, all these sort of French producers. It was really big. It was a lot of it was just coming out of France, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Who am I thinking of? Kavinsky. Kavinsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kavinsky. Mm. Um, Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian was massive with it. You know, sort of, doing maybe, sort of bigger dance. Maybe you could put just Justice in there. Justice, yeah. yeah. It was all that kind of sort of retro uh, vintage synths kind of sound. Uh, a lot of John Carpenter is in there as well. So, but I guess the one who was really at the top of the pyramid, especially in the touring cycle, you know, creating those kind of epic shows that had a lot of dramatism, was M83. So I, I, I'd love. I, I missed out on a lot of those shows. Uh, I was always busy working at the festivals and stuff, and I always missed this slot. I hope to see him again. Anyway, another. He's returned. Uh, it's a week of returns. So many returns, but many these, happy returns. Many happy returns. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, uh, I didn't even know they'd been away that long as a duo uh, and it's been 24 years wow. since Tracy Thorne and Ben Watt uh, made music together as everything but the girl well we have good news because they have announced a new album which will be out very soon this year in April if I'm not mistaken and this is the first single Nothing Left to Lose skin This pain keeps getting in Tell me what to do Cause I've always listened to you And I'm here at your door And I've been here before Tell me what to do Cause nothing works without you Nothing 
Nothing left to Wanted to come back with something modern, and modern it is. That was nothing left to lose from everything but the girl. It's been 24 years since. Remember when missing was just everywhere? Yeah, the biggest song, and then they went all drum and bass and weird. Yeah, with walking wounded and stuff. I mean, obviously they had so many genres on their albums. You know, they could go, and I love how the fact that the, the fact that they were, you know, that they had kind of punk roots, didn't they? Her and Ben Watton. You know, she used to go to Auntie Nazi rallies and, you know, she was, um, uh, you know, she was in the thick of it. She was a street girl. Um, I'm really, I've, I've I'm going to order it. No, I'm not going to order it off the off the evil book distributor. <laughs> go to your who, local bookshop. <laughs> I'm going to go to the local bookshop and pick up Tracy Thorne's memoirs, uh, Bedsit Disco Queen. Uh, that looks like one of the, it's always been considered one of the best sort of pop biographies ever because it talks about that wonderful 80s period of growing up in the UK and trying to become an unlikely pop icon like she is. Did you see, you know when um, somebody released that fake lineup from Mirror Sound? Yeah. Everything but the girl were on it. Oh. And they pe- knew something. Because nobody knew that they were returning. They kept it very quietly up until a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? I was trying to remember like what what the timeline was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they must know. That was, that's... Because that fake thing, that fake lineup was around November, no? When we, yeah, something uh, like that, yeah. End of October. Uh, well, uh, the name of the new album is going to be titled Fuse. And uh, Ben Watt has gone on record saying they've never been in a particularly nostalgic band. They've always been known for making a different record every time. Sometimes that's meant going against the mainstream, but they just try to keep themselves interested and keep things contemporary. Uh I'm, and, and, and about what the album's going to sound like, they have kept stum. They don't want to take anything. They just want listeners to make up their own minds once they hear the album that comes out on the 21st of April. I think they've said that that's the most electronic one on it. Oh. That, that song. That okay. There's going to be, you know, it's going to be modern sounding, but maybe not all quite like that. I mean, that uh-huh. reminds me of Overmono. <laughs> yeah. Well, Which, in what sense? Well, like in the sort of like quite industrialist garage production and the buzzing noises and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, earlier, you were talking about, you know, we were talking about the the Holy Trinity, you know, Fortet, uh, Floating Points, and James Holden of British Electronic Dance Music. And you mentioned uh, how Fortet's uh, doing uh, stuff with Skrillex and Fred again. Well... We have a track from them, which I haven't played, uh, and I just want to listen to again. I know you like it, Ben. I do, yes. This is Rumble from Skrillex, uh, helped out by Fred again.
Then a really long time when I ramp when I skin couldn't wait for my coma. Listen, yeah that shots get fired in the wars, but right for the swing like a widow's in the mist. Not an increase when it end up in the jungle. Yo, listen, yeah that killers in the jungle. Killers in the jungle. Killers in the jungle. Yo, listen, yeah that killers in the jungle. Killers in the jungle. Killers in the jungle. Jungle, the jungle, the jungle, the jungle, the jungle, the jungle. That was it. That was uh, Skrillex and Fred again, who are both performing at Primavera Sound 2023 uh, in the Madrid and... Mm, Madrid and... Barcelona, damn it. I, I was just looking at the... <laughs> Where do we live, Johan? Where, Where do we, we live? <laughs> the Manchester of Spain. <laughs> and uh, I was just checking to see if they were also going to be performing at Primavera Sound of Porto, but I'm looking at the lineup right now, and uh, no, neither of them... I'm surprised uh, Fred again isn't on the Oporto lineup because uh, he is one of the sort of big names of this year's lineups in general. And uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Primavera Sound Oporto does have Kendrick Lamar, Rosalia, Pet Shop Boys, and Blur and Halsey as their headliners. Kind of. Oh, yes, Fred again is playing at Oporto, but I do not see Screedex. So uh, that's curious. Anyway. Can, can I? One thing I really love about that Rumble song. Yeah. Right? Is it's just got this incredible noise on it, and you can just pretty, like picture the moment when they came up with that noise. They'd be like, thing. Yeah. and they're just like, yeah, that's it. We kind of got it. So we like, you don't hardly have to do anything more because you've just got like a brilliant noise. And I love it when people just get a brilliant noise. Like, right, there's the song. It's a great noise. You know, obviously you have to do a little bit more, but it's basically like, yeah, that's that's the song. Well, they did do a little bit more because I loved how they they posted a video. I think it was on Fred Again's account where they they're sort of finishing the track and they're listening to that sound that you're singing. It's like, it just needs, it needs a little something else. It needs a, and all of a sudden, Flo Dan comes in uh, rapping uh, on the video. You can see it and uh, it looks like just like a spur of the moment. It's a great way of sort of promoting a single. It's like, because he, he really does bring a lot of flow to this uh, rumble. And do you know what? Apparently, uh, Fortet was kicked off for rumble. <laughs> oh, so he was going to be part of the, part, uh, the party and how did, what, did he sort of, but some contributions that didn't get used, is that it? Like, did he actually make some tracks or some... Uh, can I, I'll read you the quote. Yeah. I did something I didn't like. I, I didn't like it. I thought I ruined the song. I was scared to play it. And then we started working on it like months ago. There's some controversy because we actually kicked Kieran Forte off the project. <laughs> <laughs> How Forte dare is they? an honorary producer on everything we do, pretty much like a ghost producer. <laughs> you, you know, Forte is like adding a lot of credibility to Skrillex and Fred again in the underground club circles. You know, because Skrillex and Fred again are huge names. They're massive. Uh, you know, Skrillex was one of the biggest names of electronic dance music at the height of its popularity Fred again is the new sort of headliner in the sort of clubbier sound for massive audiences but you know all of a sudden being able to do DJ on nights which Fortet organises it's like oh you know it gives them street cred and they push him off a you know find a way of just keeping a little hook or something you can always keep a little chirp or something and you know where you can just sort of officially give him his recognition on of, of his work on the track. But Forte is apparently such a nice guy, I bet he didn't mind. But it's like, I guys, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I, you know, yeah, he'd be the first to say, you know, it's like, it's better without whatever. Um, everyone's going dance floor these days. And even some of the most unlikely artists are having a stab at the pop dance floor, shall we say. Uh, partying like it's a party like in from 1984. This is the latest from Bell and Sebastian, who, by the way, have signed our album of the week here on the Weekly Review. This is I Don't Know What You See In Me. Did you listen to my breath? Cause it's something in the air And your love is all I need For your love is true in 
Talk about an unexpected turn. This was late, uh, the, uh, the first single from Late Developers, the new album from Bell and Sebastian, which is out now. It's been, it got released last uh, week and uh, you can enjoy it. Is the rest of the album like this, Ben? You've no, it. it's a real mixture, actually. It's basically, um, it goes from that extent, that's the poppiest it, it ah. gets to basically songs that sound exactly like old Bell and Sebastian. Like there's a song from like 1994 or whatever they've redone. It's all like jingling acoustic guitars. Um I was just saying, like, it sounds very free. It sounds like they basically, they, they released a bit of previous. I think they said something like this in an interview. And they was like, right, we're going to do everything the record company wants. You know, we're going to give them the album they want. We're going to promote it. And then we've got these other songs. We're just going to, you know, do what the hell we like. Um, and that's what comes across, you know, because it is like, what, their 11th album or something like that. It's their 12th studio album. And it just feels like they're like, yeah, we got these songs. We like these songs. We're going to do them. <clears throat> and that's what I really like about it. It's just utterly, utterly free yeah um and um it's got some brilliant songs and i'm gonna be um i'm playing uh tomorrow yes i am gonna be playing which one am i playing uh the opening song juliet naked which mm-hmm. i really really enjoy kind of continues there you know how they always used to start the the album with like a kind of quite gentle acoustic number mm-hmm. or the, the, the they yeah. do that and that's what i'm starting with and there's also uh will i tell you a secret is lovely if you like that kind of like quite soft um sound that they that they do um and yeah when it's cynic stare back at the wall that's the really old one um do you follow us lovely it's 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 really good it's basically like balance fashion quality 
you know. Yeah. Um, and I love it when when a band is that free, that happy, just like yeah. Yeah, and and they've got such a high benchmark. And I was I was always the first time I saw them live at Benny Cassian Festival. It's like so many people on stage playing instruments and so softly, and you could hear absolutely every single instrument and appreciate the the these really sort of um, almost hidden melodies. You know, because they're all you know the the horn sections would come be be playing a different kind of melody. Stuart would be singing in a different key. And you could appreciate it all. It's like, wow, what a vision. Um, and, and it continues up until this date. This single, though, it, it sounded like the kind of optimistic synth pop made in dreary industrial British towns in the 80s, like Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark or Human League, you know, songs to dance to with tears of joy in your eyes, or maybe not joy if you're from one of those depressing towns where you have to all of a sudden have fun on the weekend and then go back to some factory job and stuff. I don't know, I romanticize these images. Saturday morning and sa- Saturday nights, what was that movie? No. Friday night, Saturday morning. Yeah, that, that's great movie with with uh, which sort of has that kind of vibe that i'm thinking of well do you know what they've done on this single they've collaborated with someone um who uh pete peter ferguson um who is woo oh a glaswegian producer mm. um of electronic music and he has or basically put um yeah a real like fresh new young angle on it that actually works really well with yeah. um with uh, what Ben Sebastian did. Do you know what? Hang on. Give, give me one second. I think we have a mix from Wuo somewhere uh on our website. Do we? Yes. Oh, like a, just like a like a what which is our mix program? Uh the selector of <laughs> the <laughs> selector We do. Of we do. Anyone who likes that uh have a listen to our 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 mix. It's basically uh, it's from 2021. Woo-oh is the moniker of Pete Ferguson, electronic music composer, producer, and performer from Livingston, Scotland. Um, uh, they began making, making music at the age of 10, had their first break at the age of 15, yada, yada. Uh, and it's basically, it's about 30 tracks long and almost all of it by Woo-oh. So I, I recommend that. Go, okay. go back to that. I lo- just remember that. Just sort of trigger the memory when I was there. This is something I'm kind, I, I, kind, I like. When DJs or producers make DJ sets of mostly their own material and they'll pull in like stuff that they haven't released or edits. I say this because of Fred again, for instance, I was looking at his Boiler Room set, one of the recent ones he's 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 been invited to perform at, and it's and he plays mostly his own songs. And I thought, you know what? That's what I would expect if I go to if I pay to go and see a DJ set from Fred again. I like it when they play their own material rather than I don't know, going to see someone who you you like or appreciate for a certain type of sound, and all of a sudden they're playing Detroit techno. And it's like, okay, you, you DJ it very well, you have your technique and stuff, but I kind of wanted you to play the happy, cheery, 70s-style disco that you're known for or whatever. I don't know. Play the goddamn hits is what you <laughs> play the, the, Shut up and play the hits, man. <laughs> give, woman. Me, give me what I want. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a man in my 40s and I will not be tonight. <laughs> the first time that happened to me where I was sort of surprised and it's like, okay, was Marshmallow from Massive Attack, right? Remember, was it Marshmallow? That's his name, yes. Mushroom. Mushroom, sorry. <laughs> not Marshmallow, Jesus, I, I apologize. Mushroom. So there's me, like, this was late 90s in a club in Madrid. Uh, Massive Attack was the biggest thing yeah, yeah, and he had just departed Massive Attack he was no longer he announced or I think it was known that he was no longer going to continue with them so I was I went like thinking wow what is a DJ set from one of the guys from Massive Attack going to sound like and I was willing to listen to Trip Hop at 3 in the morning and he played a hip hop set which, all right, made total sense, but it was like a classic sort of 90s American hip-hop, and I don't know, he played loads of things, but there was not the kind of sound of Massive Attack, shall we say. And it's like, well, that was the first time I was schooled on the fact that someone who performs in a band that has a sound doesn't necessarily DJ that kind of thing. Same thing with uh, a lot of, like, Britpop musicians who would come to DJ in Madrid in clubs, people from, I don't know, uh, our, our man from the Charlatans, Tim Burgess. Tim Burgess. I remember he played uh, at some club and I thought, oh, he's going to play loads of 90s indie and stuff. And he was playing Acid House. Was basically. he? Blimey. I think it was Acid House. I, was, I don't know. It was just sort of more... And, and, and I was sort of let down by all of these sort of Britpop artists. And I was like expecting indie disco of some sort. And they were like, no, nope, we're going to go like deep into like... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> unknown deep house music and stuff. And it's like, okay. Have you ever been to that indie disco, 90s indie disco night at Razzmatazz? They do every... every Sundays, after, Sunday afternoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not been, but I know people who go and say it's an absolute blast. I was speaking to someone who, who went recently and they said um, that the first time they went, it was absolutely amazing. They did one last weekend, I think it was. And she said that one wasn't quite as good, but like generally it's really, really good. Well, because really it's DJ Amable who was the sort of high priest of indie disco in Spain you know he he was just you know hit after hit and super well mixed he was one of the first indie disco DJs that I saw like do proper mixing and creative mixing and stuff uh, with songs that didn't necessarily have a kind of a beat or a drum beat and stuff and he he, he, he worked wonders I imagine lots of parents who've left their kids with babysitters uh, at that night yeah let me put it this way the person who who I know <laughs> my who kind of crowd yeah, exactly is is uh, someone I know via children so you know uh, yes there were babysitters involved or actually I think leaving the husband at home was involved rather than babysitter. <laughs> Which is a lot better, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we woke up to a little bit of sad news uh, this morning. Um, uh, one of the most influential musicians from Japan passed away, Yukihiro Takahashi, uh, famous for being the drummer in Yellow Magic Orchestra, has died. Uh, let's listen to a cut from Yellow Magic Orchestra. This is Technopolis.
Apart from drumming with one of the most influential synth-pop acts the world has known, I mean, Africa Bambata always claimed that they, the Yellow Mark Magic Orchestra were one of the fundamental stones in early hip-hop and electro, uh, especially for their use of sampling video games and stuff, which was very pioneering at the time. Uh, uh, Yukihiro Takahashi was also very busy with a solo career, working on projects from other artists, including Phil Manzanera from Roxy Music, who they were all in awe of, or Tony Mansfield from New Music. Um, his, a, a lot of his solo albums have been receiving the reissue on vinyl treatment uh, and go for some, sometimes go for hefty prices on Discogs. Uh, let's listen to uh, one of his solo cuts from his uh, stand-up debut album, Sarava. This is Sarava that you're listening to from Yukihiro Takahashi, who has sadly passed away. Uh, and uh, one of the things I read that was very interesting is that as his discography became more popular in Western circles, he had to clarify that his music isn't part of the city pop genre that has become very fashionable all of a sudden. And you can hear some wonderful playlists on Spotify uh, with, with lots of city pop artists, you know, that kind of particular 80s synth sound. And he said he never imagined that music from the 70s in Japan and city pop, which he has very little connection to, would get popular in the United States. He also felt that it's a little strange that his music and music from others like Akiko Yano and Harumi Hosono, who was his band member in Yellow Magic Orchestra, is being categorized as city pop. This is something he told Dublab in 2020. In the 70s, he went on to say, Japanese musicians were being influenced by effusions of uh, pop from the West. Japanese musicians are generally very technical and though they tried to imitate Western music, it always ended up sounding very Japanese, including the vocals. The people from the West now listening to those records probably find a key appeal in them. Um, make sure you catch up on, on Yukihiro Takahashi's discography, both what he did as a, what he accomplished as a drummer with Yellow Magic Orchestra as well as his own solo albums which, on which he sang on are true gems and what I love about 
uh, reading up on him is that even though uh, Yellow Magic or his, his, his Yellow Magic Orchestra took a long hiatus between their their in their their strongest phase in the 80s and until they came back in the 90s they still kept collaborating with each other so that's a testament to what a nice guy and what a great artist to work with Yukihiro Takahashi must have been mm, well we say goodbye to him and we have uh, just enough time to listen to another new single from our beloved New Year Graham uh, for her new album is going to be called Cyclamen it's going to be her first release on Verve Records. Oh, classic, classic label. I mean, you know, Verve, you look at, the, it's one of those, you know, there's few labels I would wear a t-shirt of. I'd wear a Verve, Verve t-shirt, definitely. I mean, think of who's, who's, who's put out music on Verve Records. I mean, there, in the world of jazz, there's Blue Note and there's Verve. And then there's everything after that, you know, I mean, Billie Holiday, for goodness, for goodness sakes. Imagine for someone like Nuria Graham to go to her home to her house and say, oh, by the way, my new album is going to be put out by the same people who released music from Ella Fitzgerald at the height of her popularity, Billie Holiday, uh, Dizzy Gillespie, Jesus, and the list. And also makes sense because it's kind of jazzy. It's not a jazz record, but it's got like sort of jazzy edges. I absolutely love the new album. We've been lucky enough to have a listen um, before and I think it's absolutely brilliant. It just kind of, I've been listening to a, a lot and... Reminds me a little bit of Van Morrison, Astral yeah. Weeks, I, I often yeah. say, but um, not not like a throwback, you know what I mean? It's just really, really nicely done. And this song is is possibly my favourite of all the songs. Like, it just kind of has this pulse to it, you know? And actually, there's not much vocal melody, but, like, there's other things going on, like riffs and things. What, this next song that we're going to listen to, I think it's Nuria, Record, Nuria Graham's first dance song, because this song is begging for for a remix because the way she sings the way it paces it's it just it, it just fits a 4 by 4 beat uh, let's listen to fire mountain on sacred ancient fountain And I did not see this wind was coming I have been up since five and counting Will the rock rise to meet my face? Or the stone will swallow all these countless days? And I did you that something was coming I thought it was the same voice as always This song, I swear, I can just, I, I, I can see myself raising my arms to it with a bit of a beat on there. I would love a remix from James Holden of this, you know, or or you were saying... It's Chemical Brothers. Chemical oh, Brothers. Can you imagine that? Like, just like when they did their stuff with Beth, Beth Orton, those kind of remixes, it works really well because it's got that kind of pastoral, folky thing that you could turn into a psychedelic kind of trancey... Mm, track to play in an open field anyway make it happen let's make it happen Whoa. we're putting it out there manifest into the stars into the cosmos let's talk to the people at labels labels this was the weekly reviews daily edition daily edition radio formula hosted by Johan Wald and Ben Cardew with David Camilleri on the tech thank you for listening Yes.